0: Welcome to NTD News Today, I'm Kevin Hogan. Let's take a look at our top stories. The Senate passes the multi-billion dollar health and climate bill in what could be a historic win for Democrats, but lawmakers and analysts are divided over whether or not it will help reduce inflation in the long run. And speakers at CPAC are focused on stopping socialism from spreading in the U.S. One of the speakers says his country fought communism already, now it's America's turn. Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey calls for an end to the Chinese Communist Party in response to a report on Beijing's harsh zero-COVID policy. Two more port cities in China are now under lockdown as a result of that policy. The Senate has passed the Democrats' sweeping health care, climate and tax bill called the Inflation Reduction Act, But economic analysts and lawmakers are divided over the long-term impacts. And today's Jessica Beatty reports. The Senate being equally
1: divided, the vice president votes in the affirmative and the bill as amended is passed.
2: The U.S. Senate passed a massive health and climate bill Sunday with the help of tie-breaking Vice President Kamala Harris. The bill's likely to raise around $740 billion and includes about $430 billion in new spending. But lawmakers are divided. Supporters say the act will help spur economic growth and reduce consumer prices.
3: Big, bold package for the American people to fight inflation and make it easier for people to afford everything from trips to the doctor's office to trips to the pharmacy.
2: But critics say the Inflation Reduction Act will slash economic growth and make inflation worse.
0: I don't believe this new bill is going to lower inflation. That's where I'm at.
2: Senators engaged in a round-the-clock marathon of voting that began Saturday and stretched into Sunday afternoon. Democrats voted against some three dozen Republican amendments. The bill ran into trouble over objections to a 15% corporate minimum tax. U.S. advocacy group Americans for Tax Reform says the measure will increase taxes on thousands of mid-sized small businesses. The group's spokesman, John Karch, posted on Twitter, any business that has private equity in its capital structure is now considered a subsidiary of that firm and thus subject to 15 percent book tax. Republicans said the bill's business taxes would hurt job creation and increase prices, making it harder for people to cope with inflation.
3: Democrats have already robbed American families once through inflation, and now their solution is to rob American families yet a second time.
2: The bill also includes the biggest climate plan in U.S. history. Forty percent reduction by 2030 for greenhouse gases, putting us on a trajectory I don't think anyone thought was possible. Now that the legislation has passed in the Senate, next it heads to the House of Representatives. They're expected to take it up this Friday. Jessica Beatty, NTD News.
0: The Inflation Reduction Act is meant to reduce the cost of some expensive drugs and help the IRS enforce tax collection, among other things. Given that it is almost certain to become law, I wanted to learn more about how this bill will affect Americans. Our next guest is an expert on federal taxes who offers his insight on this. Here to discuss the sweeping climate and health care bill is William McBride, who is the VP of federal tax policy for the Tax Foundation. Pleasure speaking with you, William. YOU TOO. GOOD MORNING. GOOD MORNING. HOW WILL THE $430 BILLION BILL THAT SENATE DEMOCRATS PASSED AFFECT TAXES FOR AMERICANS ON MAIN STREET? SO, uh, it, IT IS INDIRECT. THE the BIGGEST TAX INCREASE IS ON
1: LARGE CORPORATIONS. THIS IS THE book MINIMUM TAX. Uh, BUT SOMEBODY HAS TO PAY THAT. IT'S NOT uh, FREE MONEY, RIGHT? SO THE QUESTION IS, WHO IS PAYING IT ULTIMATELY? IT IS ULTIMATELY uh, THE OWNERS OF THESE COMPANIES, THE SHAREHOLDERS. THE SHAREHOLDERS ARE all over the income scale, lots of middle-income, low-income folks own shares in these companies. These are generally the largest companies in the U.S., uh, about 100 or 150 large companies. Um, so they represent a, a, a large portion of people's uh, savings in their retirement accounts, for instance, pensions, et cetera. So it, it by no means is limited in that respect to any any income bracket at all, much less uh, those earning more than 400000 Then you have to figure how this impacts the workers uh, across the country. Uh, Certainly, it affects the workers in those companies, as those companies face higher costs and uh, particularly higher tax costs. Uh, That puts pressure on the workers in those companies. Uh, That's many, many tens of thousands of workers. Uh, But indirectly, it's uh, putting an extra burden on the entire labor market. Uh, of the country as uh, th- these large companies face a higher tax burden and this means that uh, uh, companies are doing less investment over time, uh, fewer investment projects uh, uh, come to fruition and this hurts workers across the country ultimately.
0: Very interesting how you pointed out the impact on the shareholders. William, what does the 15% minimum corporate tax really mean and will, how, what impact will it have? Right. So it sounds like it's free money,
1: perhaps. It's uh, large companies that write the check. Um, But it's ultimately, you know, somebody has to pay this. The the burden is felt by somebody, and the question is who. It is in in the short run next year, when this bill goes into effect, uh, beginning January 1, in the short run, it is uh, shareholders and shareholders in those companies. Just take a look at your retirement accounts, uh, your pensions, what have you, uh, IRAs, and check and see what the biggest holdings are? Very likely, they are in these these uh, large u s companies. So uh, basically, anyone who's got a retirement account or any sort of uh, savings uh, in a pension or or whatever has exposure to these tax increases.
0: Definitely something to look into for people with stocks. Now, Senator Schumer says this bill will close tax loopholes. Can you explain what those are? Well, that's a uh, <laughs> uh, definition
1: is in the in the eye of the beholder on loopholes, I suppose. But loopholes are actual provisions in the tax code that are, you know, such as deductions or tax credits uh, that um, you know reduce reduce the tax burden for some or uh, some companies. Uh, this bill actually adds several uh, several new tax credits on the energy front. Uh, that is all uh, much of the climate and energy-oriented uh, provisions are tax credits. That is the classic definition of a loophole. Um, and then it implements this book income tax, which is a very uh, sort of uh, crude way to claw back some loopholes. But The book, book tax basically amounts to an extra layer of tax thrown on top of the the very already complicated corporate tax. And as an extra tax, it claws back some, but not all, quote, loopholes.
0: Well, uh, yep. certainly this is a very complex topic. Thank you for breaking this down. William McBride at the Tax Foundation, pleasure speaking with you. Okay, thank you. Next, we bring you an update on CPAC, the conservative political action conference. Speakers at the event say socialism is spreading in the U.S., but it can be mitigated.
3: Everyone will obey. Florida Senator Rick Scott says the Democratic Party, mainstream media, big tech, Hollywood, and even some of the top U.S. military leaders are all working towards a socialist future.
1: The modern wacky left Democrat has never read George Orwell. They don't know they're making his predictions come true. Let's be clear, what the militant left is now proposing is not simply wrong, it is
2: evil.
3: The senator lays out an 11-point plan to rescue the country on RescueAmerica.com. The plan calls for the U.S. to treat communist China as a foreign adversary and end its current relationship. Other steps include ending voter fraud and firing prosecutors who don't do their job to punish criminals under the law. Texas Senator Ted Cruz also focused on woke policies at the conference. He says President Biden's policies have led to skyrocketing inflation.
1: It's so bad, and Tifa can't afford bricks. It is so bad, Eric Swalwell can't afford Chinese dinners.
3: He also commented on Chinese state-run media saying Nancy Pelosi's plane could be attacked if she flew to Taiwan. Cruz says the only correct answer to China's threat is to call it an act of war. Another speaker who focused on the left push in America was Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orbán. He told attendees that his country defeated communism, and now America must do the same. He said it's about holding on to Christian values.
4: The horrors of Nazism and communism happened because some western states in continental Europe abandoned their Christian values. And today's progressives are planning to do the same.
3: He added that activists who call themselves progressives and globalists are the same as communists. Before his speech at CPAC, Orban met with former President Donald Trump in Florida.
0: As mentioned by Senator Cruz, he says Biden's policies are causing inflation. On the other hand, the Biden administration has sought to ease price pressures by bringing down the cost of gas via releases from the National Petroleum Reserve. It has also pledged to reduce drug prices through Congress, which the Democrats' recent bill would do. That's on top of resisting what Biden calls Republicans' efforts to diminish Social Security and Medicare. And in other news, former Twitter chief Jack Dorsey is speaking out against Beijing's tough COVID-19 restrictions, calling for an end to the Chinese Communist Party. His comment was made amid the recent lockdowns of two more major port cities in China.
4: Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey tweeted Saturday, end the CCP. He was commenting on a report on the toll of the Chinese Communist Party's zero COVID policy. The three-word post has been shared some 12,000 times and received about 60,000 likes. As Shanghai emerges from a two-month lockdown, another eastern Chinese city, Yiwu, is forced into indefinite semi-lockdown. Local authorities said it's to counter a new outbreak in the region. Measures include tests for all 1.8 million residents and suspension of public transport and non-essential services. YIWU City is a major port in global trade of small commodities. It's known as the world's largest wholesale hub, with business ties to more than 2 million small and medium enterprises in China. The city's closure is sparking concerns about disruptions to global trade and supply chains. Meanwhile, Sanya, another port city of the South China Sea, is also under strict lockdown. Once dubbed China's Hawaii, Sanya has now closed all inbound and outbound flights, leaving 80,000 tourists stranded in the city.
1: And most of the establishments and venues and things were all closed already. They were open that day, earlier in the day, um, but everything uh, definitely closed earlier at least. Um, So we, we didn't really get to see anything. Um, other than going from one hotel to another hotel last minute uh, to try and, like, beat the rush.
4: Beijing's zero-tolerance approach to the virus is pushing more Chinese people to sever ties with the Chinese communist regime. According to the New York-based Global Dong Center, as of August, more than 400 million people in mainland China and overseas have renounced their membership in the party and its
0: affiliated organizations. And speaking of the CCP, stopping the Chinese Communist Party from buying U.S. farmland, that's what a new bill introduced in the Senate calls for. Two Senate Republicans introduced a proposal arguing that the communist regime's acquisition on American soil pose a threat to national security. They say Chinese investments in American farmland put U.S. food security at risk and provide opportunities for Chinese espionage against American military bases and critical infrastructure. Some 14 states have restrictions against foreign ownership of land, but there are no federal restraints regarding private U.S. agricultural land, so it can be foreign-owned. The prime minister of the Caribbean nation, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, pays a visit to Taiwan. He says Chinese military drills won't stop him from visiting friends. Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, says she is deeply touched. President Tsai welcomed Prime Minister Ralph Gonzalves in Taipei today for a six-day visit St. Vincent and the Grenadines is one of 14 nations with full diplomatic relations with Taiwan. The Prime Minister says his visit is to express solidarity, strengthen bilateral relations, and pursue peace, security, and prosperity. Gonzales arrived in Taiwan at a time of heightened tensions across the Taiwan Strait. China has been conducting large-scale military drills in the waters surrounding Taiwan in recent days in response to a visit by U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. The Chinese Communist Party regards the island as part of its territory, but Taiwan has run its own independent economy, society, and democratic system of government for over 70 years. Most nations have adopted a policy of strategic ambiguity towards Taiwan to avoid aggravating the CCP. And still to come, police in New Mexico are on the lookout for a Volvo sedan. They believe the vehicle could be linked to the killings of four Muslim men. Two of the men belong to the same house of worship. And record floods have drenched Death Valley. Cars and people were temporarily trapped, while rescuers are still looking for drivers that could be stuck in debris. Get the details in just a minute here on NTD News. Good to have you back. Police in New Mexico have identified a vehicle they say could be linked to a possible serial killer. The latest victim was found on Friday evening. The state's governor says the killings are targeted as all four victims were Muslim men.
1: What we really want you to focus on is the first picture. The second picture does have notations of possible damage to the vehicle. However, if you see a dark-colored four-door sedan, uh, Volkswagen, Passat, or Jetta, We encourage you to call the police with that information. We will bring this person or these persons to justice. We will provide justice to the families who have lost everything.
0: The victim's name and the circumstances of the latest murder were not disclosed. The killings all occurred in Albuquerque. In the previous three cases, police say the victims were ambushed and shot without warning. Two of those murdered men were members of the same mosque. One of the men was shot outside his apartment complex and another was found dead of gunshot wounds near Albuquerque's International District. Police say there was a strong possibility their deaths were connected to the November killing of an Afghan immigrant. He was shot in a parking lot by a halal supermarket and cafe. New Mexico State Police, the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the U.S. Marshal Service are among several agencies involved in probing the murders. Emergency workers are searching for stranded motorists and clearing roads inside California's Death Valley National Park. A near record downpour triggered flash flooding that has stranded nearly 1,000 people. Death Valley is one of the hottest, driest places on earth. The flooding was unleashed by a torrential shower that dumped 1.46 inches of rain at the Furnace Creek area of the park. It nearly matches the previous record of 1.47 inches from a downpour in 1988. About 500 visitors and 500 park staff were stuck inside the area. The park is temporarily closed. With help from emergency crews, authorities escorted cars out of the area. They are conducting aerial searches for potential stranded motorists. The park reports that floodwaters pushed dumpsters into parked cars, shoving vehicles into each other. The excess water also swamped facilities, hotel rooms, and business offices, but no injuries were reported. Cancelled flights and delays left travelers stranded over the weekend, and today isn't looking much better. More than 300 U.S. flights are canceled, and there are more than 1,100 delays, all before 9 a.m. Eastern today. That's according to FlightAware. Between Saturday and Sunday, there were more than 1,600 cancellations and about 15,000 delays. In many cases, weather was to blame, like in Chicago, which was impacted by heavy rain and flash flooding. But travelers are also feeling the effects of airline staffing shortages and air traffic control delays. After a run-in on the tarmac, the FAA says a JetBlue plane clipped a Southwest Airlines jet while on the ground at LaGuardia Airport on Sunday. The agency says no one was injured and the Southwest plane was empty. The administration says the wingtips of the two planes touched while the JetBlue plane was being pushed back from its gate. The FAA says air traffic controllers were not directing the aircraft at the time. And once a year, hundreds of people from across the globe flock to the small village of Bath, Illinois. Located about three hours south of Chicago, they gather to take part in a -a one-of-a-kind competition. Organizers say the quote, redneck fishing tournament began about 17 years ago to help rid the Illinois River of Asian carp. The fish is an invasive species threatening the Great Lakes region. Competitor Jim Voris says the fish jump out of the water like popcorn. He likens it to being on a roller coaster for the first time. As the fish soar in the air, competitors in boats try to catch them. They gear up with helmets for protection and nets to catch the frisky fish. Once caught, each team's fish are counted, and the fish are turned into fertilizer and animal feed using products like dog food. Organizers say proceeds from the event go to help homeless veterans in Illinois. The Italian army carried out a controlled explosion of a World War II bomb. The bomb was discovered in the low water after the country's largest river, the Po, dried up. Italy has been facing the worst drought in 70 years, and last month the country declared a state of emergency for areas surrounding the Po, which accounts for roughly a third of the country's agricultural production. A 1,000-pound bomb dating back to World War II was discovered on July 25th near a small northern town close to the city of Mantua. The Army detonated it this weekend. About 3,000 people living in the area had to be evacuated, and the area's airspace, that stretch of river, a rail line, state road nearby, were all closed. Bomb disposal engineers removed the fuse, and the bomb squads, escorted by local police, transferred the device to a quarry where it was destroyed. With scythes in hand and sun hats on their heads, Lithuanians raced in a traditional mowing competition this weekend. A large field in a southern village was turned into a 100-meter long meadow zone. That's where about 50 contenders, including refugees from Ukraine, put their skills to the test. They mowed around various obstacles like hidden bird's nests. And the competition aims to promote the use of traditional scythes as a way to slow down in the fast-paced world. One of the championship's organizers said the scythe is a tool where you can slowly get into nature. It is a kind of meditation on mowing. The event's coordinator said this agricultural technique was once a daily practice, but has now become largely forgotten with only a few people knowing their way around a scythe. Cheering fans could also try their hands at the scythe mowing and learn how to properly sharpen the blade or hold the grips. It took just 3 minutes and 54 seconds for the winner to complete the 30-meter-long race. And hundreds of dog fans and dozens of dogs gathered on Pacifica State Beach in California for the World Dog Surfing Championships. Dogs competed in categories according to their size. The canines also competed as tandem dogs as well as tandem human and dog with their owners on board. Dogs were judged on multiple factors including the length of the ride, surf technique, confidence, and size or strength of the wave. As for board riding techniques, categories the dogs are judged on include standing on all fours, sitting and lying down. And the small dog divisions, feature dogs from 1 to 4 pounds, the medium spans from 21 to 40 pounds, and the very large and large groups is from 41 pounds and heavier. A local dog owner who came to watch the competition said the event was amazing. She added that she hopes her dog will be inspired by seeing what other dogs can do. And thank you so much for joining us. We're going to put our email address on screen. We'd love to hear from you. For podcasters, that's news.today at ntd.com. Until next time, Kevin Hogan, NTD News, New York City.